The Florida Gators are internally battling it out to figure out who is going to start where. And we're going to talk about some of the biggest position battles this spring here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listener of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports. And I'm so sorry for those of you who had a long weekend and are now back at work because that straight up just sucks. But we're talking about position battles today. Because that's something that's going to be happening quite a bit during the spring. And we'd be foolish to not start by talking about quarterback, right? Obviously, in 2022, the Florida Gators had Anthony Richardson, who, once again, I will say, one of the most physically gifted human beings on the planet. Because people his size don't move the way he moves. And if they do, they play receiver, tight end, edge rusher, safety, not quarterback because they can't throw the ball the way that he throws the ball. You cannot replace that. So I want to eliminate that right away where no matter who you have on roster, you're not replacing what Anthony Richardson can bring you because he's just not a player that's even available once every four or five years. It's just not possible. So you can't replace Anthony Richardson. But you've got to figure out who's going to be your starting quarterback. And the big battle this spring is going to be between Graham Mertz, who Billy Napier brought in as a transfer portal quarterback this past offseason, and Jack Miller III, who Billy Napier brought in as a transfer portal quarterback last offseason. He brought in Jack Miller to compete with Emory Jones, with Anthony Richardson. And obviously, Jack Miller lost that battle. And then Jack Miller injured his right thumb and when you have a, a football, when, when you're throwing a football, let me see if I can just grab this one back here. When you're throwing a football, you need that thumb right here. So you, you need that thumb to be able to grip and actually throw the ball. So he couldn't do that. Therefore, he couldn't practice. He couldn't participate. And then when he finally got his opportunity to start, it was the bowl game where he was missing his best offensive lineman, where he was missing his... Uh, a top two receiver on this team, whether or uh, depending on how you want to go, Justin Short or Ricky Pearsall. Personally, I think Ricky Pearsall is better, but that just means that he's missing one of his two top pass catchers there. The defense obviously was in shambles, but the play calling also is different because, again, Jack Miller did not get the opportunity to practice for the huge majority of the season because his thumb recovery took longer than anticipated. So, Jack Miller, the third, as far as I'm concerned, has a perfectly clean slate. I know that a lot of Gators fans will hold that bowl game against him because he was the quarterback for the Gators team that needed a field goal within the last minute to put points on the board to avoid the shutout for the first shutout that would have been in my lifetime for the Florida Gators offense. So I know a lot of people hold that against him and the offense played like crap that entire game. And a lot of people hold that against him. I don't. And I think that as we get closer to this 
quarterback battle happening, less Gators fans will fault him for that. And they will realize it's not his fault that he was thrown into a team that he didn't have chemistry with because he hadn't been able to practice with. He didn't have any experience with or any timing with or any reputation with or any rapport with. And frankly, the offensive coaching in that game was bad. The play calling was bad. And I feel like part of that might have been that Billy Napier had to limit the playbook because Jack Miller III was not ready because he shouldn't have been. Jack Miller, at the time that he got the start, was thought of as the third best quarterback on that team. But of course, Anthony Richardson declared for the draft and opted out of the bowl game, rightfully so. And Jalen Kitten, of course, was dismissed from the team. So Jack Miller III was kind of thrown into it. And I will not hold that game against him because that was, one, a good defense that they went against. And two, that was a, a an impossible situation to find success in. So Jack Miller, clean slate for me. Then Graham Mertz is coming in from Wisconsin. And Graham Mertz's presence was met with a lackluster response, we'll say. Graham Mertz was brought in and the thought was, oof, he's wildly average. Which you could argue that he is. But I will also bring up the point where so many people spent, so many Gators fans spent all of 2022 complaining about the offensive scheme and offensive system holding back Anthony Richardson and some other players on this team. But guess what? Wisconsin did that with every quarterback they've had for Lord knows how long because they tried to go this 1940s-style offense, and and that's just not going to work in 2022. Again, last season. So it's not going to work in 2022. The offense was horrible. Like I've pointed out so many times, they only went play action on 20% of their passes, and they only threw the ball 40% of the time. So they went play action 8% of their total plays. You cannot run the ball. 60% of your time and go play action 8% of your plays. That's disgusting. He was put in a position to fail. So it's very weird to me how some Gators fans will go, oh, Anthony Richardson was held back by the offense. Graham Mertz is going to be held back by the offense. No, no. Graham Mertz was held back by the offense. And even if you think he's not going to be perfectly uh, utilized here, it's without a doubt, a better offense than he was in last season. He's probably going to improve significantly statistically. He's probably going to cut down on turnovers, probably going to raise his completion percentage, probably going to get better in just about every facet of playing quarterback. So as far as I'm concerned, this is one of the true, true situations where we go into a position battle and I say, I don't really care who wins it because I'm cool with either one. It's not, oh, well, they both suck. I'm cool with either one because truly, I think this is an open quarterback battle between two quarterbacks who have a pretty similar play style. Jack Miller is a bit more athletic, so he opens up that running game a little bit more. But I I genuinely think this is an open battle. And I know that myself included and many Gators fans think, oh, Graham Mertz was brought in to be the starter. Graham Mertz was brought in to be the starter, but Graham Mertz has two years of eligibility left. Jack Miller has two years of eligibility left, uh, maybe three even at that point. So I genuinely think this is an open battle, and we're going to see who wins it for 2023. And then in 2024, we'll, we'll worry about what happens with DJ Lagway. But quarterback is obviously the most important position in football. It's obviously the most important position battle for this Florida Gators team for 2023. And it's, I believe, truly wide open. So I can't wait to see who wins it. But we're about to look at the defensive side of the ball with some defensive battles for the remainder of this show, really. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators 
is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, so New Year's resolutions already almost wrapped up. You got to start getting ready for summer, for being honest, because it's creeping up real quick on you. So if you're trying to get fit, eat healthy, do whatever it is that you're trying to do that involves eating healthier, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. And if you've got a sweet tooth, that's that's me. Like I, I have a hardcore sweet tooth, and Built Bar helps me kind of tame that a little bit because Built Bar is coated in 100% chocolate, has just 130 calories and 4 net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein, and they are finally in store. So go to builtorbuiltbar.com, go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get it in store and get yourself a Built Bar. Thanks again for making Lock Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And now we're talking about the off-ball linebacker battles. There's two here that we're talking about. The next one, we're going to also talk about two positions. But from 2022 to 2023, the Florida Gators have lost Ventrell Miller and Amari Bernie as their starting off-ball linebackers. Say what you will about either of them. Ventrell, there is not a player on this team that can replace his IQ. It's just not possible. He's insanely smart. He's had a ton of experience. Ventrell, you can't fully replace just what he can do intangibly. Maybe you can replace what he can do physically on the field, but intangibly, you're not replacing it, so stop trying. With Amari Bernie, say what you will about him. I know that I have been incredibly hard on Amari Bernie, but he played the best year of football that he's ever played in 2022. He stepped up and showed some insane instinct, and that was one of the things that the coaching staff is praising him for prior to the 2022 season. They were like, hey, look, this dude is smart. Like, he is smart. He's, like, coaching a 30-year-old man, probably because he's almost 30. Sorry, that was mean. Uh, probably because he's almost 30, but he he uh, he showed some amazing instinct where he'd be spying, and he knew exactly when to shoot and close in on the QB, and he got, I think, two of his sacks that way in 2022. But now both of those spots are available, and both of those spots will probably have battles that go into the fall to determine who's really going to start or into summer, we'll say. At Mike Linebacker, your main two players competing here, we'll say three, we'll say main three players. Derek Wingo, Taraja Mitchell, and Scooby Williams. Personally, I think Scooby Williams is the least likely to win that battle. I think of the three, he might be the most athletic of the three. He's also, I believe, the lightest of the three. And I think for him, the main reason that I don't think he is going to compete for that starting spot or going to really be in contention for that starting spot truly is based off of what we saw in 2022. When Scooby Williams is on the field at the Mike linebacker spot, when you're the Mike in this defense, you are the main communicator to everybody. And when Scooby Williams was on the field, there were communication issues. That's one thing I spoke about yesterday in the third segment when I was talking about how communication has to be better in 2023. Scooby Williams was part of that when Ventrell was off the field. You look at week three when it was Florida versus USF. It came down to who's going to start, Derek Wingo or Scooby Williams because Ventrell Miller was ruled out. Scooby Williams ended up getting the start. And the communication was so bad in that game where South Florida just ran all over the Gators. And they did a lot of counter runs and they did a lot of cute things because they knew Ventrell was not out there to help call things out as quickly as, or quicker than anybody else. So they knew Scooby couldn't match it. Hell, Derek Wingo probably couldn't have called it as quick as Ventrell does, but guess what? It was Scooby out there, so Scooby is going to be the one to get the blame for that. 
but Derek Wingo or Taraja Mitchell are likely going to be the starter, the starter at Mike linebacker for me, for me personally. And I know this is mainly because he's been a Gator for a couple of years. You've gotten to speak to him a couple of times. Derek Wingo is my favorite to win it right now. Um, he's been a Gator for a few years. He's been in this system for a year. He's kind of competing with Taraja Mitchell there from Ohio state. That's one of the reasons I think Derek Wingo has that advantage is because as the Mike linebacker in this defense, you need to be able to communicate properly and quickly. And Derek Wingo having a year of experience in this defensive system probably has the advantage there. Whereas Taraja Mitchell though, has way more snaps played in his career over Derek Wingo and Taraja Mitchell might be able to identify those things quicker, but it also might be more difficult to pick up the playbook because Mike linebacker, Mike and will and safety. Like those, like if you're behind the defensive line and you're in between the, the tackle box, you probably have the most difficult job in this defense. It's, it's like a cone, I think. When you go, this is the defensive line. When you go behind that, you go like a cone like that. And you say, okay, like a little V-shape. And it's like, well, the two linebackers in here and the two safeties back there are really in a rough spot in this defense because you have to do so much. And so I think for Taraja Mitchell, picking up the playbook might be a little difficult so, uh, and I'm not saying anything about his IQ. I don't know his IQ personally. I'm just saying this is a very complex defense to learn. When looking at the Will linebacker spot, you're kind of looking at Shamar James or Manny Nunnery. We can throw Jaden Robinson in there if we, if we want. We can throw Deuce Spurlock in there if we want. But I genuinely think Deuce Spurlock was brought in to be a long-term contributor, not an immediate contributor. So I don't think he's really fully in the running. Shamar James was in this defense last year, played well in this defense last year. Personally, I wouldn't mind seeing him try Mike out, but for playing Will, he's going to be that weak side linebacker replacing Amari Bernie and doing what Amari Bernie did, and he's probably going to do it better over time. In 2022, Amari Bernie played better than Shamar James. I'm not going to pretend he didn't. But maybe in 2023, Shamar James plays better than Amari Bernie did in 2022 because he's got more experience. He's got those instincts that developed a little more. Maybe not, but I think Shamar James and Manny Nunnery is a really interesting battle because Manny Nunnery came from Houston, and Houston under Doug Belk runs a similar, not not Baylor similar, like Baylor, Baylor and Florida are carbon copies. It's like that office meme where it's like, they're the same picture. It's like that with Baylor and Florida's defense. But with Manny Nunnery and Shamar James, Manny Nunnery was at Houston under Doug Belk, which runs a similar defense not exactly the same but a similar defense so i don't think manny nunnery is as is at as much of a disadvantage as taraja mitchell is because taraja mitchell is coming from a different defense manny nunnery is coming from a similar defense so it might be a little easier to get the calls down and figure out where you have to be and when you have to be there so it might be easier for manny nunnery but at the same time i think shamar james is better than Derek wingo i think shamar james at his position is better than Derek wingo is at his position so I think when you look at Manny Nunnery is competing against a better player at that position. So Manny Nunnery might be a little more prepared, but he's also going against a better player. So I think that that will linebacker spot is really going to be an awesome battle between the two of them, because I think, I think you can't go wrong with it, which is why I'm also happy that I, I've spoken mainly about four players in this segment, Derek Wingo and Taraj Mitchell at Mike, Shamar James, Manny Nunnery at will. I don't care who starts because all four are going to play and all four are going to rotate in. And I'm cool with all four of them. I, I, I like all four of them. We'll see what really happens. And I'm sure we'll see different variations. Let's see. Let's say Derek Wingo and Manny Nunnery win their respective battles. I'm sure we'll see Derek Wingo and Manny Nunnery play. 
Derek Wingham and Shamar James play, uh, Shamar James and Taraja Mitchell play, uh, Manny Nunnery and Taraja Mitchell play. We'll, we'll see all these combinations. I have no doubt about that, which is why I'm not really harping on it too much because whoever wins, we're going to see them all play significant snaps in 2023, which is why I don't think there's really a benefit to freaking out about it. But we're about to talk about safety, which is another position that I already mentioned that is already incredibly complex and difficult to play. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. Get it, Gators fans? That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. They go way beyond resume data by using insights from your job posts, company, and their 875 million, million with an M, member profiles to post to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to Faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Lock Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. To wrap up today's show, we are talking about safety, which if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know safety is my favorite position uh, in, in all of football. It's safety because it's so incredibly difficult to play. And and it's arguably the biggest position where you get the least praise for being good at it, but the most blame for being bad at it because you are the last line of defense. If you screw up and you blow your assignment, bye-bye. It's a touchdown. Like you're, you're just screwed over. So for me, I love safety. I think that that is an incredible position and I think when you're in this defensive scheme specifically, it's even more important because you're asked to do so much. I spoke about it yesterday, how complex this defense is, because you're asked to do everything from pretty much every position. You're asked to be a D lineman that drops back into coverage. You're asked to be a DB that blitzes a few times a game. You're asked to be a linebacker that has to cover in man and zone. You have to be able to rush the passer and defend the run. It's so difficult. Safety is the same thing. You have to be able to play man and zone. You have to be able to cover tight ends, receivers, and running backs. You have to be able to rush the passer. You have to be able to defend the run. You have to be able to communicate everything to your other secondary mates. It's incredibly freaking hard to play safety in this Patrick Tony defense. That's why safety play is so important. And from 2022, the Florida Gators lost Rashad Torrance II and Trey Dean. And whatever, and Trey Dean III, since we're doing the Roman numerals, no matter how you feel about either of them, it's undeniable that their experience helped this defense. Granted, trading, yes, ton of miscommunication errors really sucked. But, the, and I mean, the miscommunication errors really sucked. I genuinely don't think trading played as bad as some Gators fans like to say he did. I think that Gators fans just don't like him, that a lot of Gators fans just don't like him. And that's, that's the issue, uh, which is fine. You're entitled to like whoever you like or, or hate whoever you want to hate. That's cool. That's no skin off my back. But when we look at who's going to be competing at safety or for a starting safety spot, when there's two available spots, I think that opens up a lot because this gives the coaching staff, first of all, a clean slate at safety. When they came into the team in 2022 or late 2021, they had Rashad Torrance II and Trey Dean as established safety starters. 
Now you lost both of them. You don't even really have someone who played a ton of snaps at safety in 2022. Kamari Wilson's the most, but even then it's not a ton. And you kind of have the freedom of opening. Do we want to get one guy who specializes in playing deep and one guy who specializes as a box safety? Do we want to get two guys who specialize playing deep safety for that quarters coverage? They have to be smart and, and able to play it. Do we want to get two guys who are just really versatile? And yeah, they might not be the best deep. They might not be the best box safeties, but they're the best of both worlds there. So that's an interesting situation and the interesting perspective that the Florida Gators get to take with this coaching staff and this safety position in 2023. You could do the same thing at off-ball linebacker, by the way. And that's interesting to see how it goes. I know that Miguel Mitchell, this coaching staff is high on Miguel Mitchell. I promise you they are incredibly high on Miguel Mitchell. I spoke to someone in the program that when I spoke to them, they said Miguel Mitchell is probably our best safety. So Miguel Mitchell is someone that I'm like, okay, pencil him in as a starter. Don't, don't put it in Sharpie yet, but pencil him in as a starter and see how it goes. And Kamari Wilson is obviously the fan favorite because he's a five-star safety out of IMG. He was a huge ad for Billy Napier's 2022 class. He was the he broke the IMG curse. He was a five-star player out of IMG. Not just breaking the IMG curse, but hitting it out of the freaking park. So he he's a huge ad and a fan favorite. Then you've got guys like Dakota Mitchell, who in 2022 red-shirted, but in 2023 has high expectations. In 2022, people had high expectations for him. You've got Jadarius Perkins, who played safety at JUCO and is, has played star with the Florida Gators since he got here. But you could maybe kick the tires on him playing safety here because guess what? You need a safety, and he's got the most experience easily at safety. So may, maybe you put Jadarius Perkins there. You've got Jordan Castell, a true freshman safety who's got insane length. He played outside corner. He's a great athlete. His defense in high school was very similar to this Florida Gators defense. And so you know he can match up man-to-man. I've been asking for Trey Dean to be matched up man-to-man. Maybe Jordan Castell's the guy that gets to do it. So you, you can do all these things. And also towards the end of the season, the Florida Gators started playing way more man coverage, putting a safety on the tight end. You got Utah week one against Brant Keithy. You put Jordan Castell on him, you, you see how it goes. And you just deal with that. You've got Bryce Thornton, who measurably is not the best option here. He is shorter. He's a little thinner. But do you think anyone cares about that when you're as smart as Bryce Thornton is? Because he is another one who played a huge role in a very complex defense in high school. There's a ton of options here. And that's what one of the things I'm most interested in seeing is how this coaching staff decides it. Because if you go with like, like any combination, we'll know what they're looking for. Are they looking for the two best players? Are they looking for the two most versatile players? Are they looking for the best deep safety, the best box safety? What are they trying to do? That will help us figure out what this coaching staff thinks and sees for this 2023 season at safety. And here's the thing also, as long as you don't put Jadarius Perkins there, you've probably got your starting safeties for 2023 and 2024. I'm not saying that Jadarius Perkins screws anything up, but just I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he's got only one year of eligibility or minute COVID year screwed me up with everybody's eligibility. Um, but Jadarius Perkins, I believe only has one year remaining of eligibility. So 2023 is his last year. So if you pick him as a starter, then you know you're replacing at least one starter for 2024. But if you pick 
just the two most likely options, Miguel Mitchell and Kamari Wilson. Guess what? They've both got two years before they're even allowed to leave, let alone their eligibility. They've got 2023 and 2024 before they're even allowed to go to the NFL draft. I'm assuming if they start, they're not going to transfer out because that's very rare. We did see it happen with Florida this year, but that was, there were different circumstances this year. Um, like, like Trevis Mitchell, um, Trevis Johnson. I, I think that one of the reasons he left is two of his is his two best friends left the program. One to the NFL draft, one transferred out, and he just wasn't happy being here at that point anymore. Um, which is fine, good for you. I, I, I wish you nothing but success, but that's what I mean. Where you go, well. you've got two guys who are probably going to start. And if they start in 2023 and they're back for 2024, they're probably going to start in 2024. So if that's Miguel Mitchell, Kamari Wilson, that's Miguel Mitchell, Jordan Castell, Kamari Wilson, Bryce Thornton, Dakota Mitchell, Miguel Mitchell, and just have the Mitchells back there and just, just screw it and just see what happens. No matter who it is, you're probably deciding your starters for 2023 and 2024 with this season, provided things go as expected on that back end. When you pick those starters, Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football. For your second listen of the day, check out Lockdown SEC. Hosted by Chris Gordy, Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference within the best university, the University of Florida. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryMSI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.